It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, Punk Rock Collaboration with Hedrick Nichols. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Happy, safe travels if you're commuting, if you're at home. Maybe you're in your laundry room trying to make it seem like it's your plan time. I don't know, but I am Mike, <laughs> Principal Extraordinaire out of uh, Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona. We want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we're all about bringing passion, unity, and DIY to our classrooms. You know, we're glad to have you here. Oh, yeah, definitely. You don't have to have, uh, you know, your, your flannel or a snow cap and some combat boots to be a part of the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. We all are welcome here, bringing that passion, <laughs> unity, and DIY to our students and yeah. classrooms and schools. I'm that, off today. It's, that's all right. As you Mike. can see, I'm having, I'm drinking we're, a coffee in the middle of the day. But. <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, so we we are we were coming at you with a punk rock collaboration episode, and we are excited for our guest today. Hedrick Nichols excited. is with us today. Uh, Hedrick is a educator and equity activist. Uh, has a YouTube program that she runs. I could the laundry list. I'm sure is big. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna hand it over to her. Hedrick, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell our guests a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do in education? Let's see. I am Hedrick Nichols, author, educator, and host of YouTube series Small Bites, where I give you five equity strategies in less than five minutes. Okay, sometimes <laughs> it's more than five minutes, but you know, eh. I'm, I, I'm an ed tech teacher, not a math teacher, so I can't count anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, I really have a heart for equity. I've had this life where I keep end up in the same position. I call it the OBF position, the one black friend position. <laughs> And after collecting all these experiences, and I, I lived in Switzerland, talk about being the one black friend, it's not <laughs> one black friend in your class or your school or your team, but like in the village, in the county kind of a thing. Yeah. And after collecting those experiences, um, it just came, it, 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 it's like it was chasing me down saying, hey, you, what, what is this for? And so the last couple of years, I've been really just talking about, okay, what am I for? I started a book and, um, and all of a sudden, my son got taller than I did. <laughs> and he grew facial hair and he started to have these interesting experiences. Interesting. I live in Texas okay. and, you know, some stuff like he's skating down the street and some dude says, uh, he takes a spill. Hey, why don't you just like go skate in your own neighborhood? That kind of thing. Mm. And honestly, out of this summer and his experiences and, and me knowing that I need to do something with this information, Small Bites was born. And so since then, I've been doing some consulting and have two books that just got finished for Sleeping Bear, uh, Sleeping Bear Press and one coming up next year for Solution Tree that just help people become more inclusive educators. And other than that, I'm also the lead uh, ed tech teacher for our district for middle school. So I do a lot of writing curriculum and <laughs> holding this year because it's 2020. Right. It's a lot of a lot of work for an ed tech teacher in 2020. Like the amount of like, hey, can you tell us how to do this? I'm sure is overwhelming. So, Hedrick, th thank you for sort of introducing a little bit about about small bites. Can you can like you told me you told us a little bit about where it where it came from these experiences with your son and sort of like okay what's the thing that I that I can do can you tell us a little bit can you dive a little bit more into it what are you what are you covering what are you talking about what's the format like how are you engaging educators in this discussion around equity in education 
All right, I open it up with a couple of about a two minute vignette. Uh, usually I take it from something that's happened during the week. <laughs> and so all of my stock episodes, I usually, eh, I'm getting rid of that. Um, talk about something that's happened. Um, the election time, of course, there were a couple of episodes on mm -hmm. the election issues, uh, uh, the election issues, and that went on and on. There were about three or four episodes because the election just kind of went on and on and on this year. It did, yeah. <laughs> Um, so things like that. I did an episode, my, one of my favorite episodes, episode two. And my son that evening had had a, uh, he came to me that morning and said, mom, I had a nightmare last night. And he talked about the nightmare. And it was shortly after um, the George Floyd, Floyd's death and protest okay. going on really like in May. And I wrote about that. And, it, you know, I myself, I was I was close to tears just because, you know, my kids having nightmares about this. This yeah. is where we are in 2020. This nation, you know, black people have been in this country for 60 since 1619, 401 years, 400, 400 years. And we're still here. Yeah. So um, right. I talked to people about, you know, it's easy to say, let's dismantle systemic racism. That is great. But. That gives me absolutely no action words. It gives me no, you know what I mean? I can mm -hmm. I can I throw a brick through a window? Do I uh, take a, a pickaxe and take the, you know, what how do I dismantle? When I think of dismantle, I think of, you know, wrecking ball, I think of taking a house, right. taking a building down, building it back up. That's systemic racism needs to be dismantled, but the average person can't doesn't have a starting point. So I small bites is kind of a start here kind of a, a, a podcast. I say podcast because I'm going podcasting as well next year. <laughs> just to drop the audio in. Um, but it gives people a starting place. So for example, if you don't know what multi-perspectivity is, I talk about how there's never any just history. You know, there's histories. We three yeah. are all in a podcast. That is fact. You are sitting in a room with guitars behind you. You are sitting in a room with, uh, sorry, that was Josh. Mike is right. sitting in a room with, uh, you know, with pictures of a game controller behind him. I am sitting in a room with a picture of pillow, a picture of the world and pictures of pillows behind me. All of those are truths. All of those are exactly specific to this time, but one of them is not the history. Mm -hmm. They are all perspectives that we need, that we need to share to get an accurate representation, representation of what's happening right now. So that's what Small Bites does. It gives people um, a starting point. I provide five strategies and they go from five minutes to zero minutes actually to 30 minutes and something you can read and do in 30 minutes, something you can reflect over in five to 15 minutes, something to watch or listen to, uh, a resource to be able to help teach social studies or math from a social justice perspective, those kind of things. And uh, it's like I said, it's concrete. It's, it's dismantling racism, but it gives you something you can actually put your hands on and do. I, I think I that's what I, I think I really appreciate about it. Yeah. Is, is that it's essentially you're giving sort of like, hey, here's what I talked about and, and here's a way that you can engage in it further. Here's something you can do. And, and I think I, I agree with you. you. You mentioned like, what's the action step for some folks, right? And, and I, you know, that's, I think the thing where Mike and I just talked about professional development and how professional development doesn't really do a whole lot if you can't walk away and do something with it, right? If you don't have something actionable that you can, that you can take steps towards. Yeah. So I, I think, when I've, you know, when I've listened or watched your episodes and then, and then looked at what you've put online, the sort of engaging things that go with it. I, I appreciate that because I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Here's something I can do. That's a, that's a next step. Um, what do you, what is, as you're putting those together, what are you trying to, how do you make it a small bite? 
That I think to me that's that because when we talk about something like systematic uh, racism and equity in education and you know the the culture that we're in, those are big giant issues. So when you go to shrink it down, what are you looking for to shrink it down? How do, how do you go to make that happen? The big thing I think is making sure that it's time. I call it, I call it small bites because it's, it's supposed to be something you can do if you don't have more than five minutes or zero minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes, yeah. nothing goes over 30 minutes. And if, if it does, I spread it out over two or three episodes. So you can really say, all right, I am going to devote 30 minutes a week to this, or I'm going to m- devote um, 10 minutes to this, or man, I don't have any time to do it today, but let's see what's the, Oh, there, there's something I can do in zero to five minutes. I can reflect on mm-hmm. there is something called, um, anti-racist calendar from Instagram. And I love it because it's everybody scrolling through Instagram anyway. So you just kind of click over, find and see what she has there for today. It was done by a 16 year old student from somewhere, I think in the Northwest. So that's, that's the big thing. I, I decide kind of just to make sure that it's accessible for people who already have way too much to do. And this year, especially if you're an educator, you have educator, you have way too much to do. You know, there's literally a little, a little bit going on in 2020, a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> so when, when we're, when we're talking about this, you, you mentioned one of your, one of your favorite topics you, you, you talked about, what's one topic that you are really looking forward to diving into in the future of small bites? What's something that you're like, I really can't, I haven't talked about this yet, but I really want to talk about it. Ooh, gosh, because it's, that's the, that's the one thing. I mean, I definitely, it's kind of all, all over the place. I think the one thing I want to dive into more is resources for content teams. Um, you know, it's easy for a social studies person to say, this is my thing. Hey, I've got, you know, social justice topics. We can bring that in everything. You know, if I'm talking about the, um, the country's origin story, then I can bring in the Wampanoags. If I'm right. talking about, you know, the 1960s, I can bring in civil rights. It's, it's an easy, easy one. But what do you do if you're a PE teacher and you also want to bring in social justice themes? And there's a lot more material out there than you think. I mean, um, or things that happen. For example, when the NBA players decided they weren't going to play, mm-hmm. That was huge. I mean, you know, collective effort within a sport. So it's something that you can talk about. You can thematize in a class, in a PE classroom. So I think I'd like to devote some more time to, um, to content. And I also like to, well, not even like to, I'm going to be offering a cohort and some more actually interactive PDs. Cause what I find people uh, is that people want to talk. They want to have a dialogue about the conversations that, internalizing information or reading something that they've been given is good thing is a good thing but being able to ask questions in a I won't say safe space a friend of mine Craig says brave space because it's a safe space is sounds comfortable brave spaces are uncomfortable but it's a good uncomfortable and so I'd like to be able to create some more brave spaces so that we can have more dialogues I really like that you know our district is doing something similar we just started um I mean, it's long overdue for sure, but we're starting, um, it's called like our equity task force. And so it's kind of, they're putting together, you know, um, cause we, we have a large group of staff who've stated, you know, we need to change 
practices. We need to change the systemic racism that's in our district. But then it's like, okay, but like you said, people don't know where to start. Like, so we've got six administrators right now that we've met and we've kind of uh, determined, you know, we need to set our, our kind of norms and, and our approach and look at what do we need to change within our district, within our community? Like what steps of action do we want? Because you can't just, we're going to fix everything. Like it, there's got to be a process for it. And so the way you're kind of breaking it down with like these small bites, I appreciate how you're taking things in your life. Cause I think that makes it for, for others so much more relatable. Like, look, this happened to me last night to my son here. Let me explain and break it down. And, you know, we kind of said the same thing, these conversations, um, cause our so far between the six administrators, we're all different. Um, when we get our staff involved, it's going to be, you know, a big mixture of, of every group we have um, kind of saying like, these conversations are going to be tough. They're going to make people uncomfortable, but they're what's needed. And yeah, not, it's not a safe space, but we need to have a space where we understand where try to you know get to learn where understand where others are coming from. And, you know, like if I said something that offended somebody, like we've already determined, like, let me know why, that would offend you. And I want to do the same. Like if you say something that offends me, let me explain how I interpret it and why, um, you know, why I, you know, we could rephrase it. So um, I'm definitely going to recommend to my team, not my team, cause I'm not even leading it. One of our, uh, the middle school, uh, middle school principal, she's heading this up, but like recommending uh, looking into your small bites. Cause everyone's got a couple minutes they can spare a week. Yeah. I think in 2020, you, hopefully 2021, we get like that 25th hour added to the day and we'll have some more time. So, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's one thing that I really have not hit and that I probably need to, to, to delve into how to create a brave space. You know what I mean? We teach our children how to be polite, to say please and to say thank you. But looking at social media, adults think that those kind of rules don't apply to us anymore. Right. And so we're out of the habit of having civil discourse and conflict. And that's probably one thing I'm going to make a quick note and do that because, no, really, it's one thing to say we want to have a brave space. We want to have a safe space. We want to have conflict. But you have to be able to say, okay, we are committed to staying in this room or staying at this table for 45 minutes. Here's here's what we're going to talk about. Please make sure these are the rules, you know, be right. simple, be mm, mm, right. mm, five rules. And we all agree that this is this is how we're going to go forward, that if someone says something offensive, you'll explain why you'll explain right. how it could be perceived to others, even though you might not be personally offended and you are going to respect and that there's only, you know, just set, just set some serious ground rules for it, you know, like some game rules. Right. Yeah, I, th I think I think that that's that's one of those things. And I think every district is if who hasn't been doing this work is starting to do this work. Right. I, I think like undeniably um, everything that had built up for so long and then that we saw sort of break open with with the murder of George Floyd, I think checked a lot of districts and we're like, OK, well, we were we were thinking about doing this, but OK, now we now we really need to get this rolling. Like in my district, equity had been in our 
strategic plan that we were doing for our whole district, right? I teach in a pretty big district, the largest district in Arizona. And it was in our strategic plan. And then like, okay, now it has to be a front and center focus for what we're doing this year, right? It's, it's part of our conversations. Every PLC on every campus is, is going through some, some discussions around equity and what that looks like. And you know, I, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned you had a your, your couple books in the works. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on, what you've got going in those? I mean, we know about Small Bites. What have you got coming out in the world that we can read, maybe? I, I, you know, it's almost Christmas, and I was told I would have them in my hands before Christmas, but I, you know. 2020, right? <laughs> right, 2020, everything's rolling slower. Anyway, I did I did part of a uh, an anti-racism series for uh, Sleeping Bear Press, and it's a six book library series made for middle school kids. I don't know if you know, Sleeping Bear, Sleeping Bear is a little less popular, but if you know Nat Geo middle school books, okay. that yeah. kind of style, you know, some pictures, some activities, that kind of thing. It's a really neat series. And my two titles are, what is the anti, uh, what is the Black Lives Matter movement and what is anti-racism? So it goes back into history, where all this stuff comes from, where we are now, what kind of action steps they can take. And so I'm super excited and just dying to hold my babies in my hands. That's hand. awesome. That's very yeah. cool. Congrats. So, yeah. so those will be resources that can be used by students in classrooms. That's that's the that's no, a game plan with that. Also privately as well. You can okay. Buy that as regular online or you can nice. uh, order them for library schools they have a real large business with schools so i know that they'll right. be schools but you can also get them on their website for you know private use as well that's awesome that's awesome very what, cool what, what's this other thing that you're working on can you share anything about the other yes. piece that you're working on? yeah as a matter of fact that so i was running i was in a i was in a you know in a zone right before the, the podcast and so i was like oh, okay 10 after no come on i got time I just completed chapter six. I'm working on chapter seven. And that means I've got two chapters left of a solution tree book, basically small bites as a book. It's about seven, eight steps to becoming a more culturally responsible. I like that phrase, culturally responsible educator. And uh, so we talk about, I talk, we, me, oh, it's me. I talk about, seriously, it's like I'm so used to the collective we. I talk about um, how to do some self-reflection. I talk about how to find materials, where to find classroom materials that are reflective of all kids. You know, I mean, a lot of things like, like games or uh, video games are very often very white. And they are, but there are actually a lot of developers that are putting stuff out there that have a large, large groups of minority people, minority players as well so there are all those kinds of things I talk about how to um, how to talk to your kids build relationships and I think that's a big one because we think of dismantling racism as this this big thing but basically if you know how to build good relationships then you can't do anything but dismantle racism because you are building right. solid relationships right. With that one kid that's in front of you and we talk about um what i call the new sex ed because you know if you were born if you were if you don't if you were born all long enough ago to know who dan rather was you may <laughs> not be quite up on what's what's appropriate today with uh genders and that mm-hmm. there's more gender is more than boy meets girl and just all of that and so we talk about how to support you know lgbtq community and the kids and those families especially when you look at what mental health statistics statistics are because of what happens in schools in those communities. So, yeah. Well, that's aw- that's that's so awesome to hear. It's exciting to see that you know one one is going to be a good resource for 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 teachers and, and students, and and one is going to be a great 
you know, resource for educators as well to kind of look at that and go like, okay, what can, what can I do? And I think that's, that's really, when it comes down to it, one of the things I appreciate most about, um, about what I, you know, what I hear and what I see and what I read of, of what you're putting out is really, it is something that like, here's something I can act on. Here's something I can do. Here's something I can like take with me and do the next P like, here's the next step that I can take while I'm, while I'm doing this. So that's, I, yeah, yeah go ahead. I mean, that's what I was going to say too. Cause I think so many, so many people think that we need this big uproar, like this big, like, you know, like you said earlier, we're going to throw the brick through the window. Like, but that's not, we don't need to do that to make the necessary changes, um, you know, in our school system, in our communities. Like, and I, and I just love that. It's so, it's so down to earth. And it's like, yeah, look, there's a problem. Here's what you can do in 10 minutes when you put this book down or when you turn this, you know, YouTube video off or whatever it is, like you can go and make that change. And it's like, yeah, like building that relationship with that, in that kid in your class, that's going to be more meaningful than writing a, a dissertation that you're trying to get out to a bunch of scholars who it's not going to really do anything. You know, our kids are, our kids are the future. Like, and I keep saying that, like, you know, like my mission, we need to empower our kids to leave our buildings knowing they can make change in this world for the better. And every educator has that power, whether it's virtual or, or in class right now. So, I mean, I just applaud you for, for what you're doing. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. So Heather, if, um, if you could, um, I mean, equity work in education is, you know, it, it's incredibly important. Uh, and, and, you know, like we've said a couple of times, it can feel daunting, right? It can feel like, what do I do? So if there was one thing, and I'm going to, I like, this is just a silly thing. I can't, I really, I shouldn't say if there's one thing, but if you could give a piece of advice to an educator who's listening right now, someone who's listening to our podcast, What's one thing that you would say, here's a small bite you can tackle right now to get started? And maybe that's the wrong question, but, but what's something that you would encourage an educator who goes like, I want to get started in this. I see the problem. Where can they start? You know what? I think I would send them to um, a self-reflection, period. That is always the first thing. A lot of times we, um, I did an episode a couple of weeks ago about bias and confirmation bias. And the accompanying blog has this really neat article that I linked to. It talks about 180 different kinds of biases that you can have. And most of us, we think this, we read that, that agrees with what we think. Yep, that's right. That's truth. And so it's really easy to develop and maintain blind spots. So what I would really, uh, Harvard's implicit bias program, it's called the IAT test. I would send people there, you know, it kind of, it's, it's a gamified version of checking your biases. And then I would say, um, check out tolerance.org. It's just for me, the definitive go-to resource that has, resources about every different kind of diversity, inclusion, cultural responsive uh, theme that you'd want to do. And I would just, you know, go through and see what, what attracts you, what, what, what catches your attention. Um, but that reflect that self-reflecting piece, where is it, who's the kid in my class who I like? Why do I like them? We always, you know, we, we, we treat our kids the same, but there's always that one kid that, dang it, the kids that I usually absolutely admire are the kids who are the least like me in that they are hyper-organized at young ages. 
I have like, <laughs> I have fought for every bit of my personal organization. I'm pretty good as an, as an adult, but God, I was that totally chaotic kid. And I always admire these kids that just, they're like just born that way, you know? Right. And I, I just really admire that. So what, so, and, but I know, so I like this kid. I noticed that I like this kid. First of all, let me make sure I'm not favoring this, this kid. Second of all, what is it about it? What is it that this kid triggers in me? Why do I like her? Why do I like what she's about? What is it that catches? Mm-hmm, it's that. All right. I need to check, check and make sure that I am not looking at all the kids who are super organized and giving them favors or not paying attention to make sure that they are getting the education that they deserve. You know, not, you know, making sure that I'm pushing them, not thinking, oh, they got it all. And when I check my biases, then doing something about it. You know, if you were a teacher and you were a nerd and you were bullied by the athletic smart kid and now you're an educator, guaranteed you're probably going to have, have, have difficulties with the popular kid in your class. And so know those, know who you were as a kid and what your own difficulties were and how that impacts who you are in your classrooms now. That would be my number one thing. Find your blind spots and then try to mitigate them. I, I think that's great because I, I was just reading, I can't remember what I was, there was, I was reading an article that was talking about um, sort of, or no, it was a video we were watching for, for, uh, for a PLC where we're having this conversation around the idea of like, there are so many different types of, you know, when we talk about diversity and we talk about like that, or we talk about differences, it, it's not simply just black and white. It's not simply just black, brown, white. I mean, like it's, it's more than just you know, the, the, the concept of, of race or gender, there's so many other things that, that we just put on ourselves sometimes. Right. And we go like, man, that kid bugs me because blah, blah, blah. And like, Oh, you're right. That self-reflecting go like, why does that happen? And why am I, why would I treat that kid differently? And those are sometimes really tough conversations to have with your, with your, um, with your counterparts, with your colleagues, especially when a teacher goes like, I don't ever have problems with that kid or like, Oh, this kid is the worst. And you go like, really? I don't, I don't have, they're like, I don't have any problems in my classroom. And really like how, why is that right? To have those conversations. And it could, it might very well boil down to, you know, that preconceived notion you have about a kid who's like that, you know, yeah. a kid who's like that because we right. see those kids and these kids and the, you know, the nerd, the archetype, I call them archetypes. You know, yeah. you got your nerds, your jobs, right. your popular kids, your smart kids, your, you know, they, we have them. And you see, you, you, we are teachers. We are human. We are fallible. We have 30 kids and maybe if we're lucky, 90 minutes, that gives you three minutes per kid per class to be able to deal with kids. I mean, you know, just really talking numbers. Right. Yeah. All right. You don't have a, a lot of wealth of time to really see beyond that. But that's what you've got to do. That's the first thing you got to do is make some space. Get to know your kids. I, Hedrick, thank you. So thank you so much. Like that, I, I think that's that's if if there's a takeaway for me, it really is that idea of like get to know your kids and 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 don't treat them based on like, oh, I see this kid. This is who like this is it. This is the this is the thing they get treated this way because of X or this kid gets treated this way because of X. And I think, you know, like as educators, we are faced with 30, you know, if, if you're lucky and it's just 30, 30 different kids in your classroom that you're, that you're going to have to, you know, that you are going to interact with and, and how we do that is super important. And the same is like, 
you have a building full of colleagues and how you interact with them. And then you have a community full of people and how you interact with them all comes down to this idea of like, those are, that's the beginnings of how you dismantle something, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that's the, the basis of, of that, the way we perceive people and the way we treat people based on that perception is, is, is one of those key things. So Hedrick, it would not be the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast if we did not ask you, what have you been listening to? What, it doesn't have to be punk rock. Mike and I are accepting of all, all <laughs> kinds of music. Everything. So maybe everything's good. You know, everything. We appreciate all that comes in. So maybe it's an audiobook, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's music. What's the thing that you've been that's been getting you going? You know, what what's what's been easing your mind in 2020? <laughs> Two things. One one of my favorite, favorite things to listen to is Swiss Chris on bass. Find him on Instagram. Yeah, I want to plug my kid. He's upstairs and <laughs> listening to him practice his e-bass or his upright. Just, I mean, literally that just, or when he's like, he's got his, he's got his uh, computer out and he's producing, he just mm -hmm. produced a new song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's still like ringing in my head. So <laughs> listen to my kid make music. Sorry, that is the thing I like. It's, it's excellent. That's perfect. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> yeah. And it's Christmas. So um, Pentatonic's Christmas, uh, Christmas album is absolutely just brilliant. I am a vocalist, and so to listen to really the way the way they do things, the way they put together a really nice mix of keeping a carol a carol, but mm -hmm. then giving it something cute, and then you know then they do the great musical theater. Season <laughs> in one, Mr. Grinch, you know all that kind of stuff. So yeah. <laughs> well, awesome, I, Hedrick. Thank you so much. Where can people find you and Small Bites online? You know what? The neat thing is that I have this really awesome name that's the only one in the world like it's H-E-D-R-E-I-C-H. -E so if you can spell Hedrick, then you can find me on Twitter at Hedrick. You can find me on Instagram at Hedrick Nichols. You can find me on LinkedIn at Hedrick Nichols. You can find me on Facebook at Hedrick Nichols. You can find yeah YouTube slash Hedrick, H-E-D-R-E-I-C-H. That's it. Fantastic. And we'll nice. make sure that all that gets in the show notes for everybody so everybody can find you. Uh, Mike, you want to tell how folks how they can find us? Yeah, so you can find us Twitter and Instagram at Punk Classrooms. You can find me at Mike R. Earnshaw. And I stole that name just because I wanted to be as much like Josh as I can because you can find him at Josh R. Buckley. Um, follow the hashtag Punk Rock Classrooms. And we got the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. Podcasts, blogs, merch. Um, I don't all know that, what else is on there. All, all, all that, that good stuff. stuff. All that good stuff. Uh, again, Hedrick, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. People, go check out Small Bites. You won't regret it. Take that step. I know that this has been a year when everything's been thrown at us, right? Where you feel like what could possibly make this year more challenging as an educator. But I'm going to tell you what, doing, doing the work of perfecting what you do as an educator, and that means ensuring that you are an educator for every student who walks into your classroom. That means taking a look at equity. That means taking a look at your implicit bias. And that means uh, looking at a ton of great resources that Hedrick has out there for you to go check out. Go see Small Bites. Go do that. Thank you so much for being on. We appreciate it. Mike and I will see y'all at, at the show.